Hello everyone and welcome to Therapy in a Nutshell. I'm Emma McAdam, a licensed marriage and family therapist, and this is the podcast where I condense mental health skills into bite-sized nuggets of help. I'm going to start this episode off with an old legend. One evening, an elderly Cherokee brave told his grandson about a battle that goes on inside people. He said, my son, there are two wolves inside of my heart. They fight each other terribly. Each is trying to destroy the other. One wolf is evil. It's anger, it's envy, hatred, self-pity, arrogance, greed, selfishness, resentment, lies, superiority, inferiority, and ego. The other wolf is good. It's joy, peace, love, hope, serenity, humility, kindness, benevolence, empathy, generosity, truth, compassion, and faith. The young grandson looked nervous. He thought about it for a minute, and then he asked his grandfather, which wolf will win? The old Cherokee simply replied, the one that I feed. I wanted to start this course off with some things you could act upon right away. So in the previous episodes, we talked about how to soothe the body, how to identify unhelpful thinking, how to practice willingness with emotions, and so much more. But now it's time to step back and look at the big picture. Now, you want to feel happy. You want to feel in control of your destiny, and you want to know how to resolve painful emotions. In this section, we're going to talk about how to create the life that you want. But before we do that, let's talk about the big picture of how to create change. Okay, so welcome to section four. So here are the two main ideas from this 30-part course. Number one, we create our happiness in a gradual choice-based approach. And number two, we create power to choose through careful emotion processing. When we process our emotions, we're no longer reactive to them. So let's talk about number one, right? We create a good life through many small choices. We get more of what we feed. The tiny choices we make over and over create our character, they influence our mood, and they determine our quality of life. When these choices involve emotion processing and values-based action, they lead to an overall change in our emotions, usually by how we respond to them. This is a process that takes a little bit of time, it takes consistent effort, and in the long run, it's easier and it works better than an endless struggle with emotions. Thich Nhat Hanh said, In our consciousness, there are many negative seeds and also many positive seeds. The practice is to avoid watering the negative seeds and to water the positive seeds every day. You can create real huge change in your life by changing 1% every day. Now, I once read a story, and I can't remember where. I wish I could um, credit the author for this. But I once read a story of a man whose doctor sent him to therapy because his health was at risk, but he didn't seem willing to change anything. Uh, This man was discouraged about life, he was in his 40s, he was overweight, he had developed diabetes from a poor diet, he hated his job, he was single, and to make things worse, his diabetes was affecting his vision, he was losing the ability to see, even with glasses. So he starts seeing a therapist and he tells her all his problems. And as she listens, she realizes that he really does have an overwhelming situation. He doesn't really have any social support. He is poor. His mother had recently passed away. And for him, the prospect of changing just didn't seem worth it. The only thing that relieved his pain a little bit was the momentary joy of a hamburger, fries, and a Coke. The thought of exercising or changing his diet just seemed too hard. 
Trying to get a new job seemed too overwhelming because he'd have to go back to school to get new training. And so as the therapist gently tried to convince him to change, he would just say, why bother? It'll never work. So she decided to just let him come in every week and listen to him and care about him and just encourage him to make one tiny change. The one thing she suggested he do was to just switch out his Coke for Diet Coke. Now he didn't like this idea. He didn't think Diet Coke tastes as good. He figured that with all the other crap he ate, it wouldn't make much of a difference to drink Diet Coke instead. And so he would complain to her about this every week. But eventually he did it. He started to buy Diet Coke instead of Coke. And he did this for a few weeks and then he got used to it and it wasn't such a big deal. A few months later, the therapist was driving and saw an exercise bike on the side of the road and it was free. And so she picked it up and she found that it worked. And, um, you know, it wasn't the fanciest exercise bike, but it worked, right? So she brought it with her to work. And the next time she saw this client, she gave it to him and she encouraged him to ride the bike for two minutes each day while he watched TV. Now he griped and he complained, but he put the bike in his car and he went home. And the next week he had told her that he had set it up where he watches TV and that he'd tried it a few times. Now at this point he'd been in therapy for months. He had talked about his grief and his frustrations at work and his hopes and his dreams and his sadness. And in that environment, in that therapeutic environment, he was working through his emotions slowly and he was getting a little bit of support. And after months of this, he was starting to feel just a tiny bit better. Like his emotions didn't drag him down so much. He was still depressed, but it wasn't so bad. And he had a little bit longer moments of happiness. Now, one week he came back to therapy and he told his therapist that something exciting had happened. He confessed that he was actually riding his exercise bike for a whole 30 minutes while he watched a show. And as he did this, he realized his vision was improving. His blood sugar levels were going down and his eyesight was getting better. This meant that his diabetes was improving. And for the first time, he actually felt a glimmer of hope that his life really could get better. So now he was ready to start making a few more changes. So he would just try to change one small thing per month. Like, um, you know, just eat a few more veggies or get out of the house um, a little bit more or reach out to an old friend or take a class to learn something new. And so little by little, he started getting healthier. He started feeling a little bit more energy. He had something to look forward to. He was excited about an upcoming outing with some friends and he was getting ready to apply for a new job. Now this took over a year of tiny changes, but his life really was turning around. And this was all because he started with just one small thing, switching from Coke to Diet Coke. Now, in the previous sections, you've learned at least 22 skills to change your life. Now, you don't have to do them all. Don't, don't allow yourself to get overwhelmed. Making one small change can make a huge difference to your life over time. In this section, we're gonna talk even more about how to put your life on the path that goes in the direction of happiness. Happiness is most likely to be achieved through focusing on values, focusing on character and integrity, rather than focusing on changing your emotions to feel happy. Now, most of us do want to be kind. We wanna be successful. We wanna have close friends and a happy family. But most of us do dumb stuff when we get emotional. We blow up in anger or we get overwhelmed with despair or we get burned out by stress. 
So in the workbook, write about a time you acted contrary to your values because you felt flustered, rushed, or really emotional. In order to really choose the path we want to be on, to create that ability to choose, we have to slow things down and be intentional. So this is principle number two, right? We develop the ability to make better choices through careful emotional processing. Viktor Frankl was a Jewish doctor who survived Auschwitz during World War II. He came out of that experience believing that between stimulus and response, there is a space. In that space is our power to choose our response. In our response lies our growth and our freedom. In order to have more choice over our actions and more influence over our emotions, we need to slow down our emotion processing. Lengthening that space gives you more and more power to choose by, by expanding your awareness and opening yourself up to more options. Slowing things down gives you more options to be flexible and creative in your problem solving. And this can help you develop emotional strength and resilience. This, this is the difference between being reactive and intentional. So let me give you an example. I was once working with the father of a 14 year old girl. She was acting out in dangerous ways. She was staying up until, you know, three in the morning with friends and she was using illegal drugs and vaping at school and she was failing her classes and she was pretty manipulative with her parents. So they tried to talk to her and convince her to stop, but she didn't really listen to them and she just kept doing whatever she wanted. Now the dad thought that he should set better boundaries with her. But whenever he tried, she would argue and get really upset and then he would back off. Now he knew in his heart that he should be stricter with her to, to help her. But every time he tried to give her a consequence for her behaviors, she would just get really upset and then he wouldn't follow through. So when I asked him about it, I asked him why he wouldn't hold boundaries with her. He said he just didn't want the contention. He didn't want to fight. Now, when we dove deeper in therapy, he explained that he had a very contentious mother who would scream and yell and argue with his dad about the kids. And as he was telling me about this, I could see his body tightening and you know, his leg starts jiggling, right? He was getting anxious, just remembering the fighting in his home growing up. Now he didn't realize it, but in order to avoid that unprocessed feeling of fear and anxiety, he was avoiding setting boundaries in his home. When we worked through those feelings, when we processed through those feelings of fear, he became better at managing contention and allowing his daughter to be mad if he held a boundary. Because he wasn't automatically avoiding that emotion, he was able to be a better parent. Now, on a side note, we later found out that one of the reasons the daughter was acting out so much is that she had been sexually assaulted. But it happened one night when she had snuck out, so she didn't tell her parents about it, and she thought that it was her fault. She, she felt like she was a bad person. And so she started hanging out with the wrong crowd and doing drugs because that was how she avoided her feelings of shame and trauma. Both the father and the daughter's behaviors were due to reactively avoiding suppressed emotions. For us to choose the life we want, we need to learn how to be less reactive to our emotions. In this course, we've talked about many ways to slow things down. Uh, dropping the struggle with emotions, mindful acceptance of emotions, how to calm your body, and how to use um, a bottom-up approach to soothing the nervous system. Um, we've talked about resolving destructive thinking patterns and learning to notice our thoughts and how to separate yourself from your thoughts. Um, and how to challenge your thinking and choose which thoughts to act on. So each of these emotion processing tools can help you slow things down and breathe and stretch out that space between stimulus and response. 
And that's why emotion processing is such a powerful tool in helping you live the life you want. Now, the next seven videos in this section are all about how to create the life you want, how to know what you value the most, how to create lasting and sustainable change, how to let go of your self-labels, how to develop a growth mindset, and how trying to feel happy actually backfires and what you can do instead. So let's move on to the next section. This podcast was adapted from a YouTube video from my YouTube channel, Therapy in a Nutshell. So if you'd like to see more of my videos, check that out and go subscribe on YouTube. Also, you can sign up for my newsletter at www.therapynutshell.com. Thank you for listening and take care.